Welcome back, cuties. We are kicking off the Q&A portion of our live event that happened in Victoria. If you have not yet listened to the interview, you're going to want to go and do that first because the questions are not repetition, but there's references to what we had talked about earlier so that you get all the tea, you get all the goods, you get all the juicy resources. Do that first. We get into topics about, I haven't had an orgasm in two years. W2F do I do? Like, where do I go from there? We get into specifics. Tara gives some great examples. We have even more resources for you. I feel like this is one that you're going to want to like send to a friend, maybe a partner, maybe your mom. Like friends aren't out here not letting friends have a good time. We also have questions about feeling comfortable and safe in your relationship and making sure that everyone feels good about you know, what's happening as you maybe discover more about your sexuality or what you're into or what your partner's into. And Tara is super understanding and kind and gentle with her responses. And it's just so inclusive and wonderful, honestly, to have this conversation so openly and vulnerably. The cuties are so generous with their information. And so we really appreciate Everybody who sent in a question, and I think that everybody can kind of benefit from Tara's answers. So I know I learned a thing or two. You're going to learn a thing or two. Class is in session. Okay, Tara, we're going to jump into some questions, a little Q&A moment. Um, we asked the cuties to send some stuff in to our anonymous inbox because sometimes it can be a little, little nervy, you know, asking these questions Absolutely. Totally understandable. up in person. Um, so in our previous conversation, we talked a lot about partner dynamics, relationships, these kinds of things. And one cutie said, how can I get my partner to communicate what they want? It's like trying to fly an airplane without knowing where the controls are. Yeah, I mean, this is where the, f- the three-minute game can be really, really helpful. Hmm. So that's what I would say to this person is try the three-minute game. Um, you both have an opportunity, like we said, to now talk about what it is that you're interested in. And maybe, I mean, I know this is their partner and not so much them, but if we flip the, r- the roles, maybe if you ever feel weird talking about what it is that you want, or maybe you're in a place of like, I don't know what I want. Because that's real, too, sometimes. Let's sit with that. Can we be curious about that? Can we notice what's going on in your body? Often, the more times that we sit with these things, rather than just going with our usual just bypassing of them because it feels really uncomfortable to sit with these things, then often an answer comes up in our body. And it doesn't have to make sense to you either. Like, it's okay if it's like, this is what's coming up and I don't know where it's coming from, or I'm kind of interested in this. Like, you don't have to understand it all. It's okay. Like, we don't have to take our time to like analyze all of it when that's where we tend to go. We can just say like, this is just the thing that's coming up. I don't know where it's coming from. It's like, okay, can we just talk about it? So that's what I would say. Um, Make more time for dialogue, for conversation. I know that when we're in long-term relationships, we tend to like okay, here's our grocery list and our to-do list. And these are things we got to talk about about the kids and like the logistical stuff of our schedule or whatever it is, right? Especially in certain times of the year, like maybe around Christmas and stuff. Like, are we actually looking at each other in the eyes? Are we talking to one another, right? Are we actually prioritizing that connection? Even something as simple as like, 
gazing in each other's eyes. Like it's a very tantric way of having connection. It's not tantra isn't just like all these different sex positions like Kama Sutra or anything like that. And I'm also no like full disclaimer, like not a tantric like expert or anything. That's like a whole lifestyle. That's a whole thing. But it really is about prioritizing connection. Mm. Right. And how often we actually like slowing down and looking somebody in the eyes, Mm -hmm. looking our partner in the eyes. Right. And so prioritizing that kind of connection or real like what is going on with you in the sense of like just tell me about your day and how was that and the line that we use in our household in our relationship all the time is like tell me more Hmm. say more can you say more about that Mm -hmm. and that can be a really good prompt it's open-ended we're approaching with curiosity, right? And then just really be present with your partner and listen. Mm. Listen to what they're saying without interruptions, without assumptions, without judgment, without any of that kind of stuff. Just listen mm. and see maybe what happens, especially if your partner is like a cisgendered man. It can be really hard for them to talk about these things. Yeah. We don't have any blueprints for a lot of them. I think that was kind of my follow-up because I feel yeah. like if I was the cutie that sent in that question, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, okay, good. Like, I, I want to talk to them, right? But I need them to talk to me. So is there like a, do you give them like a warning? Like, hey, I want to have this conversation about this thing. Like, do you want to give it some thought before we sit down at 7 p.m. tomorrow and talk about it? Yes. Or are you like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like, how do you totally. warm them up to the idea of date talking night. about this thing? Date night. Nice. We all love date night anyway. Right. Even if it's date night in, we love date night in. Date night in can quickly lead to sex. So date night in (laughs) is a win. Right. (laughs) Set the mood, create the atmosphere, take the time, kick the kids out to grandma's like make the space for these things Mm. to happen because you're right. They're hard conversations. Uh, It's hard also to to really take the time when we're bustling about from one thing to another. Like you need the dedicated space for that. Mm. So set the literal table up for these kind of questions. And that makes it easier for us, especially if we feel really awkward about it or we feel hard or maybe they're just like, dude, I don't know what I like or I don't know what I want or like you're just hot. I just kind (laughs) of want to. Fuck you. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what the relationship is like. But, like, you know, this can help us say, okay, say more about that. Like, yeah, totally. Or use prompts. Like, I think it's really sexy when. Fill in the blank. Right? I love it when. Fill in the blank. It really turns me on when you do X, Y, and Z. And this can be, like, right. non-sexual things that are also turn-ons. Right. And you can use that as your springboard to the things that are sexual that are turn ons. Like there's lots of ways that we can ease into these kind of conversations. Again, we just don't really have the script or the blueprint for them. And where are we having spaces where we're like sitting in a bookstore talking about Mm. these kind of things other than tonight? Right. So like use those as as prompts and then just keep saying, say more, say more. See where the conversation goes. It might go somewhere really great. Juicy. I think that's helpful. Our next one, we also kind of touched on a little bit. And so I want to see if we can go a step further. Okay. So it says, my partner finds pleasure in sexual activities where I don't find pleasure. How yeah. can we find pleasure together? So obviously the script that we talk about totally. is a starting point. Yes. Yes. My follow up for the cutie that's like, that's great. But yeah, where do we go from there? Is there a mm. compromise? Is there... Totally. A curiosity like what is the practical yeah let's explore x yeah yeah so um oh there's another quiz hold on let me reach into the fur- furthest reaches of my library brain <laughs> um 
It's not the BDSM test, but that's another one that if you're into more kinky things, you can see where you and your partner line up, and that can be really helpful. Uh, shoot. I lost it, but there is another quiz. If you take what I'm saying and like punch it into Google, Google's really smart, and we'll probably <laughs> find it for you. Um, but it, it gives you a bunch of different scenarios, and it gives you this like spectrum of like hard no to like big yes, and like try that and it shows you which answers which things you and your partner are both interested in that you're both like yeah I try it to like yes yes I will try that and all the things that you match up on from that point to that point of like yeah I try it to like yes it shows you all of that and that can be so helpful as well too one partner takes the quiz and then after the next partner takes the quiz and so you don't take it together you don't have to like see the things that you're like nope that's a hard no for me or like anything like that it just shows you the things that you both line up on and that could be really like insightful for partners that maybe have a hard time having those conversations that don't know what they that they line up at um again it's a great like icebreaker conversation starter right you can make dinner at home and then do the little quizzy quiz and then like have some drinks and chat about it or whatever the date night kind of looks like but it can be a really helpful resource again to start to see okay these are things that we do line up at and then we can play and explore there and then see what kind of ha- comes next. That's helpful. We will find it. Link it in the show notes link it of in this the show episode. Notes. Yeah. So if you think of it, but we will also do some sleuthing. That, totally. sounds, that sounds fun. Google is my best friend after all. Right? We Google everything. <laughs> um, okay. This cutie says, if I've discovered my kink involves exhibitionism or voyeurism, but we're happily monogamous. Yeah. How do we approach that ethically and with consent of all involved? Love this question. So I am a polyamorous person who is happily monogamous right now because that exists as well too. Um, And so one of the ways that you can now engage in this particular experience is you can find sex parties, you can find uh, sex clubs, they exist. There's also usually like... I think every January, the uh, Naughty and Nice Taboo Sex Show, it comes into Vancouver. I think it also would come to Victoria because it, it's one of those like traveling convention mm. sort of things. That can be a really great way that you can explore this kind of thing. Now, I will say in that, in like the big convention center, nobody's having sex there in the convention center. <laughs> um, however, you will see, see people in various states of like kink dress, right? So like this is an appropriate place. It is Everybody is 19 plus. Everybody knows that they have bought tickets to go to a mm-hmm. sex convention. Similar to it's a setting like if you go to a sex party or a sex club, everybody is of age. Everybody has been screened. Everybody has like done their things. We know who's there. And also we have often in like sex parties or sex clubs you have people observing that are staff that are making sure everything is safe sane consensual um and so if that's something that somebody is excited about that's a great way that you can engage in this because part of the consent is making sure that everybody in the space is consenting to what is happening Mm -hmm. even if we're just observing right so this is why we don't do these things in public Right. We do these things in specific places where everybody is expecting this to happen. Everybody's yes, they want this to happen. And they're 
checking in with their bodies of the various aspects of like I want to just participate with my partner and go to these parties because you can do that and and they'll give out different wristbands for people one color will say we are here and we're happy to be here but we are only playing with each other there will be a wristband that you can get that says you can approach us like with caution for lack of a better word Mm. like safe to approach (laughs) we will say yes or no if we are interested depending you know and then others that they're like yeah we're here and we're loving it right (laughs) and we're here for the experience right so like there will be there in, in that kind of an experience of like a sex club that's one of the many ways where people kind of navigate that and you can go to these experiences and only have sex with your partner mm-hmm. if that's something that you're interested but you want to like be in the sexy vibes and that's something that turns you on great love that for you that's one way you can navigate it mm. this is news to me where does one find a <laughs> sex club? Like, is this? Are we googling this? Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the scene is in this city specifically, but like, there's there's websites like FetLife that can help you find spicy events in the area. Um, if you want to make a, like a profile on an app, I would recommend one specifically for alternative dating. Um, it's kind of frowned upon to show up on like. Uh, like Tinder or Bumble and be like, actually, we're a couple looking for somebody to join us. It, if that's not like explicitly said in your profile and somebody is like maybe a bi woman like myself mm. and you're talking to a girl that you think is cute and all of a sudden she's like, and I have a partner and we would love to like hang out yeah. with you. That's considered unicorn hunting in the in the community. And it tends to be frowned upon. Um, Because usually it's not done ethically and it's very objectifying usually for the third party that's being brought in. You can find a third in a very ethical way that doesn't feel cringy, (laughs) but that's not the way everyone always goes about it. So that's a little sidebar. Um, But Field is a great uh, app that you can use for alternative dating, for stuff like that, where you're like, hey, I'm interested in finding another person to join us, or I'm interested in finding couple another couple to join us. And then the more that you build relationships with people, they might be like, oh, actually, like, there's a whole community, and we have parties once a month, or whatever. If that's something that you're into, that could be one way to, to find mm. those people. There's many in the area. I will say, you might even be surprised <laughs> of how many people, maybe even that you know or work with, etc., that are various states of ethical non-monogamy. We've had a couple submissions like this, and again, I'm wondering if we can get kind of specific. Okay. Um, I'm assuming one is explicitly said female, the other one is said, so this is someone who has not had an orgasm for a year, two years plus, and is wondering, how, how do I do that? I mean, first off, know that this is pretty normal. Mm. Um, there's actually another great resource. There's a book by Emily Nagowski called uh, Come As You Are. Mm. Lots of, of nodding in the room. So this is a very often referenced resource, and it's a great resource. And I really do think that everybody, no matter your gender, should read this. Um, and one of the, the things that I find is so valuable of her book is she talks about um, sex drive and the way that we often think about sex drive is actually not the way that our bodies work. And so she kind of talks about like gas and break and the things that turn us on and the things that slow it down and the things that maybe get us into our head and 
all of that mechanism that's always at play. I won't spoil it. It's a great read. It could be really helpful for this person. Um, the other thing that I find is really helpful, I have a lot of clients who struggle to like kind of go over the edge, so to speak, when it comes to orgasm. They'll build it up in their bodies, build it up, build it up, build it up, and then shut it down or they feel like it's taking too long or now in my head and I feel bad about how long it's taking or whatever is going on because there can be a million million different things that can be going on first know that it's super super normal we all judge ourselves and think that everybody else has amazing porn star level sex lives and we're the only people who are struggling and so there must be something wrong and broken with us it's not the case Sex can be really complicated. Everybody's got a lot going on in our bodies. We've got a lot going on in our relationships. We can just, that's why these conversations are so important for us to normalize it and talk about it. And we feel like we're not alone, right? So please reassure yourself of that first and foremost. And then it's really helpful to take like orgasm off the table. Like stop having orgasm be such a goal that we're racing for or striving for we're like if I just like tense up just a little bit more and like shift my body to the left a little bit like (laughs) it's gonna maybe happen like that makes it so hard that makes it so hard because we built it up of this huge thing we're trying to climb Mount Everest here and if we focus then on just slowing down being in our bodies savoring the pleasure Mm -hmm. that can be really helpful And can we do like a little exercise for this? We're not going to do anything, any weird exercises. (laughs) Don't worry. I know this isn't that kind of event that we sign up for. Just like we just said, there's no wristbands. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, But we're going to do, and and again, your no is as sexy as your yes. If you're listening to this at home, you can pause for a second, get a strawberry or something else that you may have. Okay. So we'll take one, pass it around. I'm going to fully explain what we're going to do because I believe in fully informed consent. Yes. And participate as much or as little as you want to. Okay. Your no is as sexy as your yes. If you want to just sit there, that's cool. You don't have to participate in any sort of way. But those who do want to participate, what we're going to do is sensual eating. Mm. So I want you to really taste the strawberry. If it helps you feel less weird, feel free to close your eyes. Nobody look at your partners. Nobody look at your neighbor. Jesse, can I have yeah, all I right? <laughs> yes, we need strawberries Thank you. too. The full experience. The whole oh, yeah. experience. Thanks and I so want much. you to close your <laughs> eyes. Thank you so much. I want you to close your eyes, slow your body down, smell your strawberry, <sighs> taste your strawberry. When you take a bite, really like swirl it around your tongue. Allow yourself to really taste this juicy summer strawberry. Don't worry about how you look. Don't worry about what your body is doing. Don't worry about what anyone around you is doing. Be in the moment and enjoy your strawberry. This is the thing that we're missing out on. How many of us have even had these strawberries already today and just shoved them in our mouths and not really tasted them and not really slowed down and not really enjoyed it? Okay. I don't care if I look like a porn star eating my strawberries. (laughs) I swear to God, they taste better that way. Okay. And I don't want any less pleasure in my life. I need more of it. 
So really use this moment. Now you know how it feels in your body. Now you know how much better your strawberry tastes. That's a good-ass strawberry. It's a good-ass strawberry, yeah. right? I make a mess with my strawberry. Yeah, yes. nice girl. <laughs> we love it. We're here for the messy. <laughs> but that connection to food, right, is so important. And I've senses yes. mm. to all of it. Yeah. Next time you have a shower, just take 30 more seconds and just really, like, enjoy the scalp massage. Mm. Enjoy lathering your body wash. Okay, how many of us jump out of the shower and lather on our lotion after because we're running late to go to work or we just don't think of taking the time? And these are like such like normal things that we actually must do in the day to day. We must eat. We must bathe. You know, these things that are like mundane in a lot of lives. It's such really eating your food. Yeah, exactly. Like slowing down and tasting your food. Are you just scarfing it down? Mm -hmm. Right. Such a safe way to like tap back in. Tap back in bring more pleasure Mm -hmm. back into your life and it's good physically for your body too because your body's digestion is impacted by you just like shoving food in your mouth Mm -hmm. without any care or thought Mm -hmm. right and that has negative health consequences so like all of these things are connected but it can really now help you in a really accessible way you're just we're eating our berries Mm -hmm. right it's an accessible way now to come back into slowing down receiving more pleasure opening our bodies up for more pleasure that if you can do that in your non-sexual life Mm -hmm. it can now help translate easier it makes that that big hurdle a little bit smoother for your sexual life Mm -hmm. okay this cutie says how can i tell the difference between a boundary or a no and me having responsive desire and sometimes needing to engage for a while before I start to feel turned on? Yeah, great question. Um, I think this kind of comes down back to your relationship with your body. And this is why it's so important to spend your time getting curious about, okay, I'm feeling this sensation in my body. What does it mean? Checking in with yourself regularly, right? Here's another resource for you. If you're in the kink community, any sort of BDSM, for example, we hear a lot about aftercare. Aftercare is very important, especially when we're having this like really intense sexual experience. And then it ends and we can have this huge dopamine, oxytocin drop that's happening in our bodies. This can happen even if it's not any sort of kink BDSM experience, but this can biologically happen in our body. And then we can feel we can go from this really high experience to this really low experience because there's actually a physical chemical drop that's happening within us. Right. And so aftercare is one of the things that can help people transition nicely to that. And we want to have care with the people that we're having experiences with, even if it's just ourself, right? We want mutual care. It's good for you. It's good for me. If there's more than two people, it's good for everybody, right? Like these are things that we want to have happening. So aftercare is really important, but we're not talking as much about in the moment care mm. and pre-care, right? And so this, this continuous checking in, checking in with myself, where am I at today? What's my motivation going on? Am I stressed out and I'm needing to like blow off some steam? And so I really, really, really want to have sex with my partner right now because I have all this pent up energy. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. That can be really, really hot. But now I know what's going on within me. Maybe, especially if you're somebody who has a menstrual cycle throughout the month, your hormones are fluctuating. Maybe you're at a part of your cycle where you're like, 
you know, going to be having your period, your bleed in a couple days. And you're like, I just, I want to be held, <laughs> right? And I'm checking it with my body because that's what I want. That is going to be a different kind of sex that you're wanting at that point in your cycle. Then when you're ovulating and you're like, I feel like a sex goddess. I feel like amazing right now. I am in my body and I want it and I want it all the ways. Come here now. Totally different, mm-hmm. right? And so noticing what's going on in your body by checking in with yourself, that pre-care can be really, really helpful. And you can make this part of your like date night, pre-sex ritual with your partner if you want as well too. It can be really, really sexy. If you make it like, hey babe, tell me what it is that you really want right now. What have you been thinking about lately? Totally sets the tone in a completely different way. Right? Or having an experience where it's like, okay, I'm going to like choose what fun little like toys we're going to play with tonight if toys are your thing, right? And I'm going to lay them all out, whatever it is that you're into, right? Like, again, set the table for the feast that you're about to have. This pre-care check-in with yourself and with your partner of like, tell me more, tell me what you want. Like guys, if we were, I don't know where it is, Zoe can tell us, but if we were to walk down one of these aisles, there is a whole ass industry on romance novels, okay? Women like this stuff. And we've been believing this lie of like, women don't like sex as much as men. Hello, have you seen the spicy novels that exist? Like there is a whole category for this. They do be spicy. And it is fun to talk about, right? So if we can get over that, like, oh, I feel kind of awkward in my body. But, like, the more that you do it, the easier it's going to be. And having that beginning check-in, that in the moment, like, are you good? Are you enjoying this? Like, how does that feel? Tell me how that feels, right? That can be really hot, too. And then really helpful to then check in because we want our partners to be enjoying it. And we want us also, like, the amount of women that talk to me who who have said that, like, I hate this position, but I endure it because he seems to be having a good time or he's almost at his orgasm or whatever. But it's, like, actually kind of painful for me. But I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, it's good. And I'm just going through the motions of what I see reflected in porn and making the sounds and the faces and all those things, like... We don't want to be doing that, right? So that in the moment check-in, my partner and I will just look at each other and we'll be like, hi. Mm. It can be as simple as a, like, I'm looking in the eye and I'm like, hi. This pause and this connection and this kiss. And then it continues. Mm. Very sexy. So connected. Brings us back into our bodies. Brings us back into connection. Which it can be as simple as that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then your aftercare, whatever that looks like. Do we cuddle for a few minutes? Do we have a shower together? Because, again, sex is messy. Maybe we want to hop into the shower, but we're going to do that together, right? But it helps us transition from this, like, height of this intense experience that we're sharing back into whatever normal life looks like. Mm-hmm. That was very thorough. Thank <laughs> you. We aim to be thorough. <laughs> I love it. Our last one. So if you want to submit anything, this is your final warning. Um, I finally come to terms that I am bisexual. I've been in a committed relationship for quite some time. And now I'm feeling like I missed out on these experiences that I never had. Where do I go from here? Well, welcome to the bi club. <laughs> we love it here. Um I I hear this a lot and I I totally understand, especially for the many, many people who 
or like purity culture marriages who got married like super young Mm -hmm. after like Bible college or summer camp or whatever thing we did because it was the thing we were supposed to do. Um, And you didn't have that time for self-discovery or in like in my case, I didn't realize that I was bi until later on in life because it was never something that was on the table to consider. Right. Growing up in conservative, high control religion, it wasn't a possibility. It wasn't an option. We don't do that. Um, And so I didn't know because I was very attracted to who I was supposed to be attracted to. And I didn't realize that I had all these other amazing options because people are so wonderful and there's so many great humans that exist out there that like there's this whole other world. So I totally understand where somebody is saying, I feel like I missed out on that. And I can't tell you what the next right answer is because that would have to to come out of the conversations and the decision and the boundaries and agreement that that partner, that couple has to decide for themselves. But I would encourage you to have the scary hard conversations even if it's thank you so much for telling me that I now get to know this new part of you this beautiful piece of you that you just discovered I feel so honored and cherished that you shared that with me that you feel safe enough to share this new discovery with me I am not interested in opening up our marriage at this time but I'm I really want to know more about this with you and I support you and I'm your ally and maybe we can go to some pride events together or you know whatever that kind of looks like there are ways to still feel that you can have a connection with this piece of you even if you're choosing to be monogamous Mm. right like I am by and I have a partner who we look like we're straight when we're walking down the street neither of us are but we look like (laughs) we're straight when we're walking down the street right like I said I am a a polyamorous person and I've chosen to be in a monogamous relationship and I love it so these are decisions that you make with your person, with your partner, and there's that trust and accountability between the two of you, and sometimes even even like the fluidity that like I know a lot of couples who are maybe open for a season and then they're not open for mm. a season, and there are no rules. Again, you would probably be surprised at how many people you know <laughs> that you don't know what's going on <laughs> in their bedroom, yeah. <laughs> and that's great. I guess I wonder what because in this question, this cutie said like. I feel like I missed out. And so you can have that conversation with your partner in present day and say, you know, I choose to, or I choose not to open up our marriage. What do you say to the person that's sitting with you and saying, I feel like I missed out. How do you reconcile that part? Cause you can't go back in time. You can't go back in time. And so here's one thing that we do regularly in my work, even if it is a completely different scenario, we have to acknowledge when there's grief. And what I'm hearing with this is that maybe there's at least a hint. I don't know how much, but there's at least a tone of grief in this. Don't push it away. Acknowledge its presence. And again, it can be so simple as I have this one client who her visualization, her exercise, she likens it to setting a dinner table. And all the different pieces of herself and all the different emotions that she experienced in the fullness of her humanity, because we all have the full spectrum, right? They all get to have a seat at the table from time to time. And they come and they go and they leave and some stay a long time and some are just popping in. But that's okay. They're allowed to take as long as they need to take sitting at the table with her. And so she just gets curious of who's sitting at the table with me right now. Is it grief? Is it frustration? Is it disappointment? Is it shame? Is it anger? Is it excitement? Is it, 
I don't know, whatever it is, right? Then we're not pushing it forward. And I think, you know, we hear this thing of like toxic spirituality or toxic positivity where it's like, find the silver lining or look at the good in it. And like, sometimes that's not helpful Mm. because we need to embody the things that are real, that are actually present in our bodies so that then they can be seen and heard and acknowledged and not just dismissed or pushed aside, but we get to emote them, express them and honor them. And then just like when I feel like I'm heard or my child or my partner comes to me and they feel fully seen and heard, then they're like, okay, I feel good now. I can like move forward with my life and do whatever thing it is that I was doing because they've been seen and our emotions are the exact same way. So when these things pop up, if it's grief or I feel like I missed out or I, I don't know how to express this part of myself, then like acknowledge that grief. And then can we find a way that honors that while also moving forward? Right. Again, like there are a lot of places to be part of the queer community that it doesn't mean that you have to be dating another woman, for example. And you're just as queer. Even if you've never dated another woman, you're just as queer. You don't need to prove this to anybody. You don't need to show your dating history. None of that. That doesn't mean that you're any more or less valid, more or less belonging. And so there are a lot of a lot of ways for people to feel like they can embody that part of themselves. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else as long as it makes sense and is meaningful to you. Mm. Beautiful. Anyone in the room have anything? Oh, Plus? yeah. to repeat it whatever you're more comfortable with so the question in the room is someone's postpartum toddler life's busy very much an attraction to the partner and wanting to be with them and desiring this and so much that there's like a fantasy piece and then when it comes to actually being intimate with the partner not wanting to be touched and wondering how do I connect my brain to my body of having this desire and then when it actually goes to happen not wanting it such a relatable question because I think a lot of people who are parents to young children especially will really relate to this overstimulation is a real thing also like the mental exhaustion of raising small people is another real thing so here's a couple things take what's for you leave the rest right you know your body best you're the only person in the world who knows what it feels like to live in your body so you are the expert in your body other people will try to tell you that they're the expert on your body especially medical professionals it's not true they're liars you're the expert um So here's a couple thoughts that are coming up for me. One, and I know that this is hard when we have small children, but if you're able to sneak away tag team with your partner so that you can like have a quick little bath or shower beforehand, that you can feel like you have a little bit of like (sighs) breathing room between being touched by small children who literally treat us like jungle gyms and now being touched by your partner who wants to be treating your body like a jungle gym. Right? Like a little hot minute for yourself is maybe going to be really nice. Um, I don't know if you've ever considered like yoni steaming, um, but that can be a really lovely 
like self connection and self pleasure practice, not self pleasure in the sense of like masturbation, but like it just feels good in our bodies. So you get a little stool that like doesn't feel like a stool because there's a hole cut out in the middle and you put a little pot of like steaming boiling water that you check for temperature first because we <laughs> don't want to hurt any of our sensitive bits. Um, but you can steam really lovely herbs like rose and calendula and yarrow and lavender and motherwort is another good one. Like there's a bunch of really lovely herbs that you can steam. And then we put a blanket or a, a big thick skirt, something that kind of like creates a sauna over from your waist down to the floor so that all the steam kind of like sits in there. A lot of lovely uh, hippie, apothecary, midwife types will tell you that it has really great health benefits. I don't know because the science isn't there, but I tell you it feels great. And at the end of like 20 minutes sitting in this like little yoni steam, you feel wet and juicy and connected to your body and grounded. And it's a really nice practice. So if your partner is able to just even just try it, just try it. See if it works for you. See if it doesn't. But if your partner is able to like tag team where you are not to be disturbed mm. for 20 minutes before date night starts, anything that happens, as long as it's not an emergency and we're evacuating the house right now, <laughs> you are not to be disturbed so that you can get in your body and feel warm and connected and juicy. And that will pay off for his pleasure after too. Like, see what happens maybe that's what you need i don't know but it could be really lovely it'll be really lovely for you regardless and if you are postpartum a lot of you know birth doulas and and herbalists and midwives would say that there would be benefits health-wise for you in your healing um, and if you're not postpartum and maybe you're somebody who has a menstrual cycle you can do this as well too the only time you can't do this is when you're menstruating just so you know, your cervix is open at that time. There's just a lot that's going on. And this is obviously a very sensitive part of our body. So we just want to be really careful and gentle with that. So those are things that you can do. Um, there's also a lot of like non-touch ways that we can have sex. Again, moving out of this very cisgendered, heteronormative, like penetration is sex and that's what sex is and that's what orgasm looks like and that's the only thing. Um, let's expand the definition. Let's give more room to play. Let's bring more, more play. Let's bring more play into our sex. Let's be more playful. Let's be more silly. Let's be more fun, more flirty. If you can bring that into even outside of the bedroom, just your relationship, your connection, that helps you then kind of keep that like juicy pilot light on with your sexuality. And then it's fun because we're flirting all the time and we're having fun and we're being playful and we're being silly and we're not taking it so serious. That All of that translates into the bedroom after as well too. Maybe try something like if self-pleasure works really well, but it just feels too overstimulating for somebody else to touch you. You can try the three-minute game. You also can try mutual masturbation. So you're together, but experiencing solo pleasure. It doesn't mean that it's not sex. It's still sex. Again, let's expand that definition. It's still sex. You're still sharing experience. You're still sharing connection, right? So yeah, those are some thoughts. Some springboards. Take what serves you. Leave the rest. Not everything is going to work for everybody, but maybe it gives you some starting points. Anyone else before we wrap here? Yeah. Okay, so the question in the room is, we've talked a lot about dis expanding the definition of sex. How would I define sex? Um, I think I would define it. I've never been asked this before, so I'm really loving this question. Um, I think I would define it, I mean, uh, loosely, because everyone has, a, a, I think, a various 
definition, but anywhere in our relationship that allows us to experience our sexuality. It's it's like it's the verb, the action, the active part of our sexuality. Because we all have our sexuality, even if you're asexual, catosexual, demisexual. I uh, identify as demisexual, so I don't feel sexual arousal or attraction to just anybody, even being bisexual. I need to have an emotional connection with somebody before I'm like, yes, I want to have sex with you, or I'll even feel that arousal or connection or desire. I need to have an emotional connection first. A lot of people are this way. Um, And so our sexuality can be this beautiful spectrum of so many different ways of experiencing our sexuality, of identifying and embodying our sexuality. And sex is the actual act of us physically or energetically even in our bodies engaging with that piece of ourself. So it kind of can be anything, but I think it's the active presence experience of that part of who we are, which is still, no matter how you identify, an essential piece of our humanity, a part of what we get to experience, how we get to navigate the world, how we get to play, how we get to enjoy, how we get to have pleasure, like be silly, all of these things get to exist because of our sexuality and then through our sex. Yeah. Anybody have any final questions? Everything feels good. Everyone's comfy. You got a question? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I've referenced it um, a bunch of times. Um, It is bondage, dominance, Sadistic and masochistic. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. <laughs> say more. So playing with uh, say, <laughs> yeah, more, say more. Tell me more. Um, so playing with bondage. So you would see like shibari. You would see like um, leather cuffs and restraints and um, handcuffs and tie me to the bed or do like uh, a king, a fun, beautiful, like artistic uh, rope harness or um, bondage tape. Like, which is not duct tape, by the way, because that (laughs) hurts the body. But bondage tape does not hurt the body. It is lovely, and it sticks to itself, not to your skin uh, or your hair or whatever body parts are being taped and restrained. So the point of that is restraint. Bondage, the exciting thing about that is being restrained. If you're somebody who feels very safe with your partner, but you have a hard time letting go of control, which is a lot of us, And maybe that's one of the things that is hard for you to get out of your head and into your body. Bondage can actually be a really beautiful, even healing practice that helps you then now start to embody these things that we're learning in our personal lives of like, how do I let go? How do I give up control? How do I just like go with the flow and surrender to the moment? If we want to open ourselves up to receive more pleasure, we need to now open up our hands from holding on to like, the control of the moment so hard so so much right and so for me bondage is is something that has been really a healing practice that way that has helped me get out of my head and get into my body and I tend to be very strong in my masculine so I tend to be you know like I'm a business owner and like a badass boss babe like whatever it is that we want to say like I have no problem taking the lead, running the show, being dominant. I'm dominant in my personal life. I can be dominant in the bedroom as well, too. And switching over into that more submissive side and allowing somebody that I deeply trust, respect, and that I know has the best 
interest out for me and who knows me intimately to know like this is something I would be interested in and this is something I don't want who knows where all those boundaries are and we've also negotiated those things ahead of time that has been a really beautiful experience and if that's something that you're interested in I highly recommend you bringing that up during the three minute game dominance is now playing with like those power dynamics that we can have in the bedroom so like there's a reason why a lot of people have this like fantasy of like bosses and secretaries maybe or like teachers and students they all have to do with power dynamics that are at play right so we can play with these things in role playing we can also like without any costumes without any role playing we can still play with the power exchange here again it's consensual we're choosing to say yes to this we're choosing now and in a dominant sense, you are not just taking control over the, the scene or the situation, the experience that you're happening that is happening, but there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And there's a lot of care that needs to come with that. You are tending to, caring for, holding space for the experience that person that is having. And so it is a huge responsibility to be dominant. It does not mean I get to do whatever I want with this person and they have to submit to me and I'm going to push them down on the bed and pull their hair and just like mount them. It No, it doesn't mean all of those things. It can mean all of those things. But it also can be mean, meaning that I am caring for this person so that all of their worries fade away. I am crafting um, and cultivating an experience here for this person that is fulfilling their wildest fantasies so that and taking away all of the like positioning of my body or this or that or like all of these like little practical things that need to happen to for this fantasy to be fulfilled whether that be like getting the candles and the strawberries or like literally like I'm going to tie your wrist behind your back right now like any of those things you're helping that person have the experience and they're putting their full trust and their body and their emotional self and their mental self all of that into your hands and it is a huge level of responsibility it can be very hot but it is both of those things right and it can be deeply 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 intimate so that's the dominus dominant and then i mean the other two are like do you enjoy inflicting pain do you enjoy experiencing pain that can be part of it pain and pleasure are so like two sides of the same coin sometimes people get very turned on by that but then also there's like we said with the erotic blue blueprints there's also a sensual side that sometimes people really love the softness and the tenderness and also if you're somebody that has a menstrual cycle this could change throughout the month as well too right so this is why it's so important to know your partner to know yourself well to be checking in with your body to be having these open conversations tell me more tell me more say more about that how does that feel what do you really want how can I love you better how can I serve you more like this is the place where we can experience all of that in our sex and our sexuality does that help great awesome I'm glad super this has been great i hope you all have had such a good time this is a big first for us to be win a big win and so thank you all you just are cemented in this really special moment for us and we just feel so honored terry you've been so generous with your time and we just so appreciate your wisdom anytime we get to chat and so if you all have had a great time tonight 
You can purchase Tara's book if you haven't already. Review it wherever you review books. Amazon, Goodreads, recommend it to a friend. Yeah. You can find Stupid Cute on any of your podcast platforms. Review them too. Recommend to a friend. (laughs) (laughs) We do this weekly and we have a variety of conversations, but we are so appreciative to all of you, to to Russell Books, who have been phenomenal. Your gift bags have gifts from Somerset Moss and Bombshell Bath and Body. And so touch. You can find both of us, all of us on Instagram and through our websites. I work one on one with clients. So if any of these things that we talked about today sparks something in you that you're like, oh, yeah, that was me. We can have a safe place to talk about that. And it doesn't mean that we have to work one on one. I also do free 25 minute calls with people. Mm -hmm. So if that's something that like even I just need to like talk something out with someone or I just have a question that maybe you're thinking about after you're like I wish I talked about this whether that be people listening or people in the room that's a resource also available to you that you don't have to walk on the journey by yourself Mm. and for everyone at home listening that doesn't get to be in the room with us today don't worry all of the information that we just shared all the resources that Tara shared from this um, Q&A that she mentioned in our previous episode with the interview all of that will be in the show notes so you are welcome to head there and get that information as long well. show notes <laughs> <laughs> there were lots of resources we <laughs> talked about today a little a little guidebook <laughs> we've we've got you covered we love you all we love you cuties thank you so much love you bye so-